bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about politics like we're talking about reality TV. Happy coronavirus, everybody. Oh, it's coronavirus. <laughs> corona. Corona. My corona. My coronavirus. My. I mean. That's right. Well, hopefully everyone is enjoying their forced pandemic vacay. <laughs> I mean, at this point, all we can do is lean in, right, Meow Meow? It's all we can do. It's exactly what I told the young girl that works at our tanning salon who mm-hmm. informed us they were going to be closing for a week. Mm-hmm. We just said, listen, Ugh. just lean in, honey. Go home and enjoy your vacay. We, were t- we will take our freshly fried skin. Mm-hmm. And we will pick up some drugs and some beer <laughs> on the way back to the crib. Okay. Corona. Talk about Corona. We're going to get some Corona. Yeah, that's right. My Corona baby. So Trump tested negative. Thank God. Oh, I prayed and prayed. And fearless dear leader would be safe and sound. Him and, him and Mike Pence. Together in, a, in an embrace of non-corona negativity. Oh! And I mean, literally, like, Kentucky, Georgia, and Louisiana postponed their primary elections. Wouldn't it be funny if we got just stuck with Trump? It would be funny. Like, like if... You mean, like, if in the movie... It was like, whatever, like, there's a coronavirus in the pandemic and everything needs to stop. So we're going to have to keep the same president for another four years. Sorry, everyone. Well, at least, yeah. Literally, where it's Mm -hmm. like, we couldn't hold voting. Nobody could leave the house. No one could do anything if you leave the house. And he's just like, guess I'm going to stay president. And we're like, of all the people. (laughs) And then. (laughs) Of all the people, you. And that would solidify and affirm the thought that. It was man-made, completely fucking done. Exactly. Completely Putin, completely, like, suddenly Putin, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Putin. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, we need to, we need to, we need to, <laughs> we need to get the coronavirus out <laughs> so that Trump can stay president uh, for another four years and we can ruin the economy of America and then Russia can become, you know... A great country that's supposed to be, you know, me Putin as the great leader. (laughs) Now, driving around the streets of Burbank, because that is what we have been doing, because we had to go tan. I mean, sorry, not sorry. And Julie has been at the store every single day. (laughs) And the reason she's been at the store every single day, guys, is because that's what she usually does. 
the fact that I can't do my normal store time. But you have been, haven't you? Well, it's been ruined. I yeah. have thrown frozen cauliflower at the wall and <laughs> run out pissed. Now, I will not stand in a line for an hour. I will not. I will not. I will not. Um, certainly not for no frozen motherfucking cauliflower. <laughs> it's like buy some cauliflower and chop that shit up. So when we were traipsing around the streets of Burbank, keeping our social distance, we did see, we did peep <laughs> some lines outside of gun stores. On the same street, there's two gun stores within blocks of each other, both having lines around the corner. Yeah. I couldn't help myself as I drove by I thought I want to like what's going on if you're standing in line for a gun you have to be a person who wants to fucking spew some theories talk some shit get your thoughts out be you know what I mean you right. think you'd be a person be like this is fucked up we're gonna fucking get some hot dogs and fucking <laughs> shoot some fucking people zombies coming to the door right you know what I mean exactly I would Let's add it's raining. If yeah. you're not just standing in line for a gun during a pandemic, you're standing in line in the rain. Yeah. Well, so I, you must really have some hardcore feelings on feeling in danger. So I pulled over. Other people had pulled over to take pictures of the line because they're they're people clap were like, chasing. Clap, OK, so then I had to find a park space. I parked. I crossed the street. I walked over and I just fucking went for it. And I was like, hey, everyone. Hi, Julie Goldman. Dumb gay politics. <laughs> Um, is anybody just willing to like talk and like tell me your feelings about why you're here waiting to get a gun during the coronavirus? And they were like, some pandemic dyke is like trying to interview me so hard. <laughs> right. I can't even deal with this. If my mom finds out I'm in this line, I'm screwed. Exactly. If my parole officer sees me in this line, I'm fucked. And I was like, you want, you're not on video. You won't be on video. It'll be completely they probably you're holding a taser too, by the way, that fucking recorder. Were you holding it? No, it was my phone. Oh, perfect. So I was like, it's just my phone. I just want to record you. You can be anonymous. You don't need to say your name. I'm just trying to figure out why you guys are. What about this virus is freaking you out to the point where you want to get a gun? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Then one lady. Did they all just avoid eye contact? Oh, avoid. Two people were standing there eating fucking like burgers. Like they were just like got food and were standing there eating burgers. And I was like, you two? You look like you're just fucking yeah, hanging well, out. What's what's up? Mm -mm. I mean, in the level, How dare they? they rejected me. I wanted to get a gun. And I want to shoot them all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, there were two lines. There was they a were line. Just like this liberal. She probably wants to take away our gun rights. <laughs> Little do they know. I was like, I want to buy a gun and shoot all of you. Right. And by the way, I'm not against guns. Like, no, but I gun. mean, you look like you are physically. You know what I mean? You look like mm -hmm. you're against guns. You're going to be against guns. Right. Like they just were like this goddamn left wing lesbian. I should have said like, you guys, I'm pro gun. I love the Second Amendment. Yeah. I love to shoot and kill. Yeah. Fucking yeah. If you came to my house, I'd shoot you right in the fucking head. <laughs> you fucking faggots. Okay. So, <laughs> oh my God. So then I was like, well, would anyone just tell me I won't record why you're here? But then you could have secretly recorded if you were okay. Omarosa. Right, but it was like these are fucking tool. I just, you know, I just was like, right. all right, fine. It's obviously, no one's going to be hilarious here. So, what's the deal? And so there were two lines, and I said, "Are you guys in line for the guns?" And this lady was like, "No, we're in line to like um, get like holsters and stuff." <laughs> no, it's for the <laughs> test. We're, uh. in, we're in line for the test, and I was like, "Oh, the t oh, like you have to do like a whole." That's right, because in California. You can't just get a gun. You have to be certified. In oh, some well, I kind never of, like, did that. And I have a gun, but I guess I brought it from out of state. Right. If you buy a gun in California, you have mm. to be you have to go through a certain like safety. You have to like a written test, like a driver's license, like a written test, which is great. Great. 
So they were in line holding paperwork for their test. And I was like, oh, interesting. So these guys already, they're, they're like, we're, they like are licensed. They can just get guns. And these people had to like get the license for the gun. She's like, we're going to get in that line like right afterward. Right. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, well what made you want to then, so you've never had a gun. So why do you want a gun right now? What's the problem going on? She's like, I was like, I'm not recording you. You want it? You can just what? Just for my own, for our show, we can. We're going to tell everyone in the world they should get a gun. Why should they get a gun? Um, yeah, because of panic. <laughs> because of panic? Yeah. Uh huh. Because of what panic? Well, like you know, panic. Like I was like, you mean like because you went to the supermarkets and stuff and you were scared? Yeah. Okay. 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 Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. It was like that's how deep it was to pull the teeth to get one asshole right. to tell me why they were there. So I left and I thought, first of all, I hate everybody in that line because they wouldn't talk to me. However, well, you just had no answers is the bottom line. And it's unfortunate because no answers. they have the opportunity to enlighten people who are driving by going, what a bunch of fucking Neanderthal assholes. And then when you're like, we're doing this panic to ourselves <laughs> and you're like turning it because they were assholes to you. So that makes you be assholes to them or about them rather than us all having some understanding. I went it's like in when and you, I went in trying to get understanding. Yeah, of course. And they didn't offer you any. And no. it's like the thing is, that's even the thing with like the missing toilet paper, let's say. Okay. Everybody is fucking needs to make fun of the empty toilet paper aisle. You know what I mean? Everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs to be like, this is fucking ridiculous. Right. This is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And everybody claims you won't meet one person, just like those motherfuckers standing in the gun line, they won't be the ones that will be like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, I got a gun. I contributed to the hysteria. They will they will be the exception to the rule. You know what I mean? Just like her. She's not going to tell you why. Because they don't believe they're part of the panic by standing in the line, right. you know, perpetuating the panic. But my theory on the empty drugstore aisles, particularly of the toilet paper. Yes. Um, toilet paper is the only thing in the entire store that everybody uses right so unless you got a colostomy bag and if you do i'm sorry you use toilet paper now i didn't see a fucking lack of tampons and i stood in that aisle for a good 10 15 while we were on the phone <laughs> uh -huh. and there were plenty of tampons to go around yeah, yeah. and you know that's not something even every woman uses you know what i mean but every single human being uses toilet paper here's my theory and it is good in fact it's so good it's not a theory here's the reason why this is happening <laughs> okay so everybody can fucking let me get my pad and paper exactly out. hold on people need to start publishing this now and if okay. you do give me the credit at least annotate <laughs> okay <laughs> so uh. here's the deal it's the only thing in the grocery store that we all every single human being uses okay one. now i have not met one single one i haven't seen one single fight now i've only been to one store but I haven't, I mean, I've been to multiple stores, but I only did it one day when I was looking for toilet paper. Yes. I haven't been back multiple days. Right. I didn't see a single fight. The, no. Probably the rudest person in the whole store was me because I'm, that's how I act <laughs> in the store all the time. I just keeping it consistent. I find uh -huh. it annoying. I don't want one other person even in the store. This is me and you. This is how we are. So there are two types of toilet paper shoppers okay. and store shoppers. Okay. Go Everybody on, listen go up. On, go on. You can pick which category you fall into. Okay. 
Now, it also does sort of vary by city because there's people who walk home every single day, like in New York, and they fucking pass a bodega or whatever, and they pop in. That's like New York living. Okay. Most people don't live like that. So, in general, in America, there's two types of fucking shoppers. Okay. There are people um, such as yourself. Yes. Who love to go to the store every single day. You love will, it. You will find a reason to go to the store. You mm. like shopping. Going to a grocery store makes you feel safe. You also love popping into things such as gas stations, 7-Elevens, <laughs> Starbucks, places that have beverages, mm. car wash stores. Love. You love going in buying little things like that in stores looking around in the drinks it makes you feel like you are alive western civilization (laughs) a person with money an adult Uh free to be you and me living your best life yes all of that is true yes and you do it every day pretty much now when you go into a store you don't like it because it's not your safe place nope there's too many beverages missing you don't get to choose there's aisles that are empty you start to feel you're not in your safe space i'm in a very unsafe place right there's too many people (laughs) there's long lines right people's carts are overflowing yeah (laughs) they're they're there's a panic in the air and a terrible energy okay that's true and there should be because there's a fatal virus going around (laughs) so it's perfectly normal for people to be a little stressed out yes so then the other type of shoppers are people like me Mm. i'm someone who lets a list pile up until i lose the list and have to redo it (laughs) and the list gets so long where i'm like if i keep letting this list get long i'm gonna end up having to go to two stores and i don't want to fucking deal with that so i'm the kind of person that will only go to the store once a month. So when I go, my shit be expensive, dog. Like, I will have meat and lotion in my shit. (laughs) I'll be doing all that. I got all the sundries. I got all the food, okay? What happened was when they're like, oh, you need to stay home, people, all the people who go to the grocery store and the store every day, like you, you still did your normal thing where you went to the store. You went to the same store that you go to. You went every day you go to the store. But now you got all the people like me who only go once a month who go, oh, shit. They want us to stay home. I got to go get my list. Right. Because I got to stay home now and I don't have fucking toilet. I literally did not have toilet paper. I left for Australia and was like, I got one roll of toilet paper. And by the way, I pushed that because I didn't even go to like a week after we like... Or maybe it wasn't like that. Maybe I had two rolls. Either way, I hadn't gone shopping for toilet paper from since we got home from Australia. So it was like. That's dire. Yeah, it I was. I needed toilet paper. Yeah. So everybody who goes every day went. And then everybody who only goes once a month went. They're all going. Everybody needs to go to the store. That's why. And then and every time everyone goes to the store, they're getting toilet paper because they need it. Mm-hmm. People aren't. By the way, everyone hoards toilet paper. When people are like, people are hoarding toilet paper, there's a line at Costco. I'm like, well, anytime there's a human being in Costco, that person is a hoarder of everything. They have 14 fucking toothpaste. They have 14 fucking paper towels. The only people who shop at Costco are professional hoarders. Right. So, and every time I buy toilet paper, I hoard it because I don't want to fucking have to buy it every week. So I literally have like, it's this, they don't even sell it to you little. You got to p- walk with this big well, thing. Yeah, I want my one big package. Right. But when people are, the problem is that people are in the supermarket buying four big packages. Did you see anyone do that? I did not see You did that. not. I did not. And no one I did. I just didn't. No one saw anyone do see, that. I didn't see anyone buying toilet paper because okay. it was already all gone. That's right. And the thing is, if you really think about it, if you look at the aisles mm. of toilet paper, 
they're usually those big packages and it's fucking annoying Mm -hmm. when i walk to the store i'm like i don't want to carry that home it's fucking embarrassing and it's Mm -hmm. like annoying and it's cumbersome i want to just get a four pack they don't do that shit no more now the most of the time when you go to the store it's big mega rolls and you got to get stuck with the big one and i think people yeah they bought it so they didn't have to buy it again and grocery stores restock every day so i think that we should all try to one not be mad at people listen be mad at the people you already didn't like i think we should try to act with compassion Mm -hmm. if you haven't yourself seen and i'm not just talking about that one idiot who had fifty thousand things of fucking hand sanitizer in his garage that motherfucker and and he's one person he's probably not even real he's probably a fake russian troll picture that got created Mm, mm, that mm, to mm, have mm, everybody like fucking ma- we're all mad at each other like fucking quit hoarding toilet paper and everybody loves to go on twitter and be like i need to wipe my own ass and i'm like why are we all mad at each other everybody needs toilet paper who cares this is fun and look around <laughs> there is, is fun. yeah there's gonna be toilet paper and like go be mad at fucking your boss or whoever you fucking hate at work but looking around at other people who are scared or stressed out and being like how dare they buy toilet paper when you yourself are there buying toilet paper right yeah i was annoyed that literally i went to four stores but that's because <laughs> i don't even want to go to one store right so ultimately i had to buy recycled toilet paper from gelson's for like 950 dollars, and i was like i'll take it <laughs> the thing is i was also there buying toilet paper so mm-hmm. they just did what i did they just beat me to it right so why are we mad about So I'm saying let's all be in it together and be mad at people who are rich. Now it's time for Eye of the Shitstorm. You take some shit, put it up on the wall, check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some buck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. All right, well, the coronavirus is the biggest shitstorm we've ever had on this podcast, and it's arguably the biggest shitstorm America has faced since 9-11. And similar to 9-11, less than 1% of the population are actual victims. Yet the entire country is royally fucked because the Republican-run government got caught with their dicks out. If you're alive and you're listening to this podcast, then you know the deal. Literally the entire world has been infected with some man-made virus in order to do what? (laughs) Who knows? Conspiracy theories abound, and ultimately, whether it was the five banks that hold all of the world's money, or Russia, or Iran, or even our own goddamn country that did this shit, it's happening, and we all just need to mind our own little microcosms and try not to get angry or turn on the other people who are just trying to mind their own little microcosms, Mm -hmm. such as people shopping for toilet paper, people buying guns Mm -hmm. we got to just let people feel safe if you feel Mm -hmm. safe going to ralph's every day even though they've told you not to do that if i feel safe going getting my vitamin d at the Mm -hmm. tanning salon even though that's clearly something we shouldn't do then we have to let people shop for guns you know yeah yeah this is my feeling on it okay (laughs) all of us regular weed people need to stick together if you're mad or scared direct that shit at the government this is their goddamn fault Or directed at people you already hated, like your boss or the principal at your kid's school or your Republican father who believes half the federal budget should go to the military when the true wars we should be preparing for are biological wars and digital warfare. Exactly. 
And here we are again, choosing between old white men for president who are worried about tanks and missiles and nukes, while North Korea has a basement filled with Asian nerds ready to hack our entire power grid with the push of a button. But the bottom line with the coronavirus is that it is dangerous in two ways. There's the urgent pressing health concern of contracting the actual virus, and then there's the urgent pressing financial concern of how to manage our lives and pay our motherfucking goddamn motherfucking fuckface bills. <sighs> Many people are out of work without pay. And many of the people who can still go to work have kids that can't go to school and no one to watch them. There isn't really anyone that isn't up a shit's creek in one way or another. And it's goddamn stressful. It really is. Like, literally, we had the TV on pause. And, of course, it's some fucking dumb, annoying ad for HBO that has, like, the people from Westworld up. And Julie's, like, points it all, points at it. It's, like, four <laughs> people on Westworld. It was she, The Rock. Oh. Westworld, Curb, and... Oh, it was Outlander, I think. So it was like Evan Rachel Wood, The Rock, somebody from Curb, and someone from Outlander. And Julie goes, all of them have it. All of them have it. And I look and I go, what do you mean? They all have coronavirus? And she goes, no, they all have money, and they're not stressed out. <laughs> and I was like, exactly. That's exactly what we're dealing with here. It's like, so even though you might think, oh, they have money and they're not stressed out, at the end of the day, they're probably stressed out that they're going to get fucking coronavirus. Right. And... So good. There is nobody that's <laughs> exempt from this. Not even annoying ass fucking Rita Wilson. When did she become the most <laughs> annoying person on the planet? On the planet. She's so annoying. Can I just tell you that Rita Wilson? Yes. Can I? I need to tell you this. Okay. Rita Wilson tweeted she needed, she wanted to name her coronavirus playlist. Yeah. So she wanted to call it Quarantine Choruses. Did she take that down? Because I feel like that's very tone deaf. What a fucking tool. <laughs> she should have named it. I'm a fucking tool. It's just funny that Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson got it in Australia, like days after Julie and I get home from Australia. And they're like, whatever you do, stay off of cruises. And I'm like, have we done everything wrong? I mean, quite frankly, we haven't been in China in the last year. Like, what are the chances? Um, <laughs> I mean, and I was even supposed to go on a cruise next week that up until a day ago, they were going, but it's been canceled. Yeah, Julie's been watching her money steadily <laughs> dissolve and disappear. Yeah, it's gone. Um, so yep. it's, it's crazy. It's pretty like it's crazy. I mean, outrageous. Our side hustles, our hustles have have disappeared. But it's like, let's start with the first branch of the coronavirus stress, the actual virus virus. So there's been 3,300 cases around there nationwide and 65 deaths. Okay. Trump put Mike Pence in charge of the fucking, you know, coronavirus task force. I mean, if that wasn't them, if now if you don't if I have a conspiracy theory thinking Trump worked with Putin to get the coronavirus going or even maybe with the Chinese president too. the three. Let's say the three of them are together. They're in a room. They're like, what are we going to do? We got to fucking get rid of Pence. I got to I need a lady VP. Also, like, I want to stay president for, like, at least 25 more years. Um, let's thin out some of the pop. Let's, like, get money going into the banks. Let's get money going into me. Let's get money going into you. Yeah, right. Let's get money going into pharma for sure. Let's mm -hmm. get the um, vaccine. That's going to cost money. Um, all the medical equipment, that's totes going to cost months. Oh, let's privatize so, the, the makeshift hospitals. Like, we do it. the border things, and then yep. we'll make money on that. Yep. Okay, great. So then... Virus is out. Mike Pence, let's cross fingers. They're saying like, oh, he's totes going to get it. Then he's going to die. Or, or he's going to fucking shit the bed. Shit the bed. And then we're going to get fucking 
Nina Tatina in there. <laughs> Nikki um, Haley. Nikki Haley in there. And we're going to win the election because it's going to be woman to woman, man to man, blah, blah, blah. They definitely let it let knowing good goddamn full well they didn't have no tests no beds right no labs no nothing no nothing they sent mike pence and his bible right out there exactly to look like hey, he had egg pray. all over his face that's right and he sure does him and elizabeth hasselbeck can pray all day long to not get the coronavirus or whatever and they can good luck to you both good luck to you both so i believe they're hiding dumpling you have dingleberries you have coronavirus dingleberries let's keep it moving the first thing they said was that it was the fucking flu we can blame that on mike pence and trump that it was like it was basically the flu it wasn't a big deal yeah we thought so i thought and and you know half the people like more than half like julie and i are basically we're like the dipshits that were standing in the room in 9 11 when our boss was like go back to your desk and we're like okay this is no big deal i'm so lazy i don't want to take the stairs either me either come on let's go get a coffee let's go get a keurig and we go and we get killed right now that's us the rest of the people when they say this is a flu they're like uh-uh honey you're not gonna fucking catch me out here fucking going back to my desk this right. ain't no flu you aren't fucking cutting off shit to china because it's the flu so those people we're way ahead of us. If you put in what is coronavirus, right? And they're Which like, everyone has. Right. And it's like, if you experience shortness of breath and blah, 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 then that's when you need to like get on tiddly do to the doctor. Turns out, sweetie, your lungs explode and you suffocate on your own blood and it's slow and painful. And they don't want us to know really how you get it or what it does to you. The, the question about the sort of underlying public health strategy behind some of these guidelines, telling people to avoid restaurants and bars is a different thing than saying that bars and restaurants should shut down over the next 15 days. So why was it seen as being imprudent or not, not necessary to take that additional step off of that additional guidance? Well, I think we have to say the data that has been coming out, and I'm sure you're all up to the date, up to date on how long the virus lives on hard surfaces. And that has been our concern over the last two weeks. No, I'm sorry. Go okay. Go ahead. So she starts to answer it. And he interrupts her, the doctor. Go ahead, Tony. He was my mentor, so I'm going to have to let him speak. Oh, He's clearly a dick. The small print. In states with evidence of community transmission, bars, restaurants, food courts, gyms, and other indoor and outdoor venues where groups of people congregate should be closed. Uh, he reads the small print off of a fucking printed out piece of paper that the journalist could have read. That's not his question. No. His question wasn't, what should we do with food courts in states where there have been community transmissions? No. He's like, why did you go from recommending we stay away to... What was and she was about to say, like, we understand it can live on hard surfaces right. fucking for three weeks. Right. right. That's the reason we literally were like, get the cruises off the right. fucking ocean right. now and get those people out of those off those cruise ships. Right. That's why they're saying, like, when you wear gloves, it doesn't really matter because it will live on the glove. The only thing that's stopping the spread of this or whatever is disinfectant and staying away from people, because even if you have a mask or if you have gloves, if you touch the coronavirus on a th on a table or on a handle with a glove it's on the glove yeah exactly so it doesn't you your your masks your gloves your whatever are not helping anything yeah and the only people who should be wearing gloves and masks are people who work in hospitals because of just to be um sanitary i mean basically at this point yeah 
there's a global pandemic happening and you printed out one piece of paper front and back, that's the guidelines? That's the guidelines. Right. The bottom line is the government did not prepare for biological warfare. And the question really is why? Motherfucker used a military budget to build a useless border wall, yet he cut funding to the Center for Disease Control. That's a fact. I'm speechless. Honestly, I'm speechless. Yeah. I'm it's, speechless. Yeah. It's, Even now, it's like, I'm glad that you cut the interest rate and all this bullshit. But what does that have to do with yeah, getting ventilators to hospitals and making sure that this doesn't spread or getting a cure? Yeah. Well, they say they're doing it now. I personally believe like, you know, we're all going to be back at it at least 80% of the way in a week. You I know. hope so. I hope you're right. So then we got the financial branch okay. of the stress. I mean, I think that on a very personal level, we can say that we feel it and we understand this is what this is probably the thing that at least I know that I or we can understand the most people that are laid off, people that are have work canceled, people that were told not to show up to work. It's crazy what the amount of money and the amount of industries that have been massively hit. On Sunday, they announced that they cut the federal interest rate to 0%. And if you think that means your credit card payment will go down, think again. It won't. But we did hear that you can call up maybe your credit cards and they'll and that you don't have to pay your payments for one month. Yeah, you 100% can, if you have any trouble or if you're like freaking out, like you can't pay your utility bill or any kind of bill... If you call them now, and I don't know if they're all going to be like this, but I think at this point, pretty much everyone's going to be willing to work with you. The stock market had the biggest crash since Black Monday, which was when, which was in the 80s. So, you know, it's just they eased regulation on lending. So the banks are free to give money basically to anyone. Mm. And then when this is over and the, those people can't make their payments because they never would have qualified for those kinds of loans in the first place. The banks will then sell those loans to other banks at insanely high interest rates. And then we'll all be back to where we started, but with more debt. Literally, on all the information that you look at, it's like we eased regulations on banks so that they can lend to households and businesses that get it that can't work and get in trouble i'm like lend us money why would we want to fucking borrow <laughs> money i don't want it to get into more debt so that i can pay the mortgage they're loaning money so we can pay them we don't want loans why don't you no. freeze mortgages if you right. freeze mortgages which then would freeze rents so everybody doesn't have to at least pay that right that's what you should do that's right. what they should do and it's yep beyond that they're loaning us money to pay them i don't want you to right. loan me money so i can give it back to you and now you're charging me interest that you're already charging me on my mortgage anyway it's so crazy how they make it sound like they're trying to do us some sort of great favor or some kind of like incredible generous gift when in actuality it's 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 drilling another asshole into my ass exactly <laughs> money 20 just turned into shitty 20 <laughs> Now it's time to deep dive into the last Democratic debate. When you're running for the White House And you want to get ahead You gotta get attention Or else your campaign's dead 
Hampshire It's always been your dream And it might work out Just don't become a me Don't become a me You gotta keep your image clean Don't become a me Some things can't be unseen Everything you do ends up on YouTube Everything you do ends up on YouTube Don't you know that everything you do ends up on YouTube Everything you do ends up on YouTube Ruth, keep this in your hair Don't ever try to speak Spanish if you don't know how. El hombre del Pelequin. <laughs> All right. Woo! Last Sunday, CNN partnered with Telemundo to hold the last Democratic primary debate between Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders and featuring special guest, the coronavirus. <laughs> oh, coronavirus. <laughs> you look so good. Coronavirus? Yes, it's me, Coronavirus. <laughs> Hello, nice. it's me, Coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> so for this debate segment, we pulled the clips and highlights that we found the most interesting or relevant. There are tons of things we couldn't include in the interest of time, so we apologize in advance if your favorite part from your favorite candidate doesn't get the attention it deserved. We also want to apologize in advance if we float an opinion about your favorite candidate that upsets you. We recommend leaving us a hate note on our Patreon page, or better yet, leave us a bad review on iTunes. A bad review is still a review, and we need to get our numbers up if we want to make $1 during this goddamn disease. I hope during the coronavirus time, during this time that everyone's triggers become a little less. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. Maybe maybe ease up on your trigs. So the first topic up for discussion was, of course, the special guest, Coronavirus. Now, a lot of the shit with coronavirus was very repetitive and also very vague. So we just tried to pick the clips where they answer the questions and give the most information. And then later, when they get into non-pandemic related issues, they start arguing back and forth about their past voting records. And at that point, it just became a total shit show. So we didn't even want to deal with any of it. At this point, half the country has already voted. But if you're in the half that hasn't voted yet and you still don't know who you want out of these two, hearing them argue about the Hyde Amendment isn't going to help your decision. OK, <laughs> so the only thing that could really turn the tables right now is if they announced who their running mates would be. And though this debate does get close, we aren't going to hold our breath on them announcing any names. Okay, so the first clip that we're going to play is Bernie Sanders answering the question of what he would do as president to save Americans' lives during this horrible coronavirus uh, pandemic. Senator Sanders, this morning, Dr. Anthony Fauci acknowledged that it's possible that hundreds of thousands, if not millions of Americans, could die <coughs> from the coronavirus in a worst-case scenario. If you were president right now, what's the most important thing you would do tonight to try to save American lives? Well, first thing we have got to do, whether or not I'm president, is to shut this president up right now because he is undermining the doctors and the scientists who are trying to help the American people. It is unacceptable for him to be blabbering with unfactual information which is confusing the general public. Uh, second of all, what we need to do, and I'm glad that he has called a state of national emergency, Uh, what we have got to do is move aggressively to make sure that every person in this country finally understands that when they get sick, 
with the coronavirus that they will, that all payments will be made, that they don't have to worry about coming up with money for testing. They don't have to worry about coming up with money for treatment. This is an unprecedented moment in American history. Now, I obviously believe in Medicare for all. I will fight for that as president. But right now, in this emergency, I want every person in this country to understand that when you get sick, you go to the doctor. When you get sick, if you have the virus, that will be paid for. Do not worry about the cost right now because we're in the middle of a national emergency. Second of all, to make sure that our hospitals have the ventilators that they need, have the IC units that they need. Right now, we have a lack of medical personnel. And I worry very much that if there is a peak, whether we have the capability of dealing with hundreds of thousands of people who may be in hospitals. So we need unprecedented action right now to deal with the unprecedented crisis. And bottom line, from an economic point of view, what we have got to say to the American people, <laughs> if you lose your job, you will be made whole. You're not going to lose income. If but Trump how? Well, that's lies. Or the Fed I mean, can put can it fully lies. into the banking system. Thank we you, can Senator. protect the wages of every worker in America. Thank you, Senator. Vice that's just not true. So, I mean, not for nothing, it's a nice thought, and I think his heart's in, in the right place, but that is literally untrue. I'm not going to get the wages. But that he's I, saying that's what he would do. Which I also believe is not true. I believe that he, as president, would be unable yeah, to get he every doesn't, wage. He doesn't say how. Right. He tells all these things. We need to do this. We need to be aggressive. We need to do this. But he doesn't say how. Right. And I don't believe that there would be a way for him and certainly not the four years that he's president to if something like this happened to get every worker who I mean, every wait staff, every performer, everyone who missed a gig to get that money. That's just not possible. Right. It's just not true. So, you know, as much as we love Bernie and that is a nice thought and maybe that's how it should be right it's just not going to happen and it's not realistic well even if they did what um Mitt romney copied andrew yang and said oh, let's send every american a thousand bucks that's not going to make up for the five thousand you lost for the cruise and that's just <laughs> right. this month you know what i mean people aren't going to get every wage that they lost there's no there's but no you're not going to pay the pilots whatever they lost right. when their planes were grounded you know okay so then they ask uh, biden a question regarding coronavirus and our vice president biden president trump says he does not take any responsibility for the problems with coronavirus testing, in part because, he says, he inherited so many rules, regulations, and red tape. Did bureaucratic red tape hamper this response in any way? No, look, the World Health Organization offered, offered the testing kits that they have available and to give it to us now. We refused them. We did not want to buy them. We did not want to get them from them. Mike we Pence. wanted to make sure we had our own. I think he said something like, we have the best scientists in America. He did say something that. to that effect. Trump said that. The idea that we are not prepared for this and not... And, and the, the other thing I want to point out, and I agree with Bernie, we're in a situation where we have to now be providing for the hospitals that are going to be needed. Needed now. The present system cannot handle the surge that is likely to come. So we should already be sitting down and planning where we're going to put these temporary hospitals. And we can do that. We did that. We've been through this before with the coronavirus. We've been through this before. Oh, I mean, excuse me. We've been through this before yeah. with uh, dealing with the viruses <laughs> yeah. that the N1H1 fires, as well as yeah. what happened in Africa. We provided these hospitals dealing with these great pandemics, and we were able to do it quickly. And people would have a place to go. 
but we also have to provide the equipment to protect the first responders. And that's not being done either. <clears throat> well, the bottom line is, aside from Joe Biden's grandpa moments, <laughs> supposedly it's a hot take that in Vanity Fair just released an article that Trump is super pissed off at Jared Kushner because Jared Kushner is the one who said, don't just treat this as a PR thing. The first time Trump addressed coronavirus, he said, don't declare a national emergency because the markets will tank. And he went out there and he didn't, he acted like it's fine and everything's, blah, blah, blah. it's not it's just like the flu, it's no big deal. Did exactly what Jared Kushner said to do and the markets tanked anyway on Thursday. And then he had to come out on Friday and declare the national emergency. And so it's just snowballed, snowballed, snowballed. And then they did the NBA and it just all was happening around him. And he's like, fuck, he looks like the douche because he is one. And so then those cases po started popping up at Mar-a-Lago. And he was like, oh, shit. That's why we need someone that knows what they're doing. And we don't need Jared <laughs> Kushner and his fucking convict father mm -hmm. and his brother and Carly dumbfuck Kloss making decisions when we're all going to probably die. Their decision making is based solely now, not to say that politicians aren't corrupt and all this shit, but their decision making is based solely on the money that they personally are making. And that's why this is happening. Yep. Don't do it because the markets will right. the markets will crash and and the markets will tank and then all lose my money. Yes, that's because they're right. not worried about people working at McDonald's. They're not in the market. No, like or people working at a factory or people. Oh, and I'm quite sure Jared Kushner, he probably was like, OK, give it two days and I'll buy up all the labs. So then they they ask Bernie a question about how he would ensure that every American gets treatment. Senator Sanders, um, note, and you, you both of you have addressed this, but obviously uh, another major health concern right now uh, for officials is the potential surge in patients all at once. Uh, overburdening hospitals, the healthcare, healthcare system. You've mentioned ICU beds, both of you, and We're already Good in the middle of flu season, <laughs> so already a lot of those beds and ventilators are already being used. If you were president, Right now, what would you do How long to make sure every questions? sick American is able to get treatment so the U.S. does not suffer the same fate as Italy, uh, where doctors have to decide right now who gets life-saving treatment and who does not? Jake, let's be honest <laughs> and understand that this coronavirus uh, pandemic exposes the incredible weakness and dysfunctionality of our current healthcare system. Now, we're spending twice as much per person on health care as the people of any other country. How in God's name does it happen that we end up with 87 million people who are uninsured or underinsured, and there are people who are watching this program tonight who say, I'm not feeling well. Should I go to the doctor? But I can't afford to go to the doctor. What happens if I am sick? It's going to cost thousands of dollars for treatment. Who's going to feed my kids? We are the only major country on earth not to guarantee health care to all people. We're spending so much money, and yet... We are not even prepared for this pandemic. How come we don't have enough doctors? How come hospitals in rural areas are shutting down? How come people can't afford Who are you to asking get that prescription to? Jake Tapper or? Bunch of crooks who are running the pharmaceutical industry, ripping us off every single day. And I'll tell you something right now. In the midst of this epidemic, you got people in the pharmaceutical industry are saying, oh, wow, what an opportunity to make a fortune. So the word has got to go out. I certainly would do this as president. You don't worry. People of America do not worry about the cost of prescription drugs. Do not worry about the cost of the health care that you're going to get 
because we are a nation, a civilized, democratic society. Everybody, rich and poor, middle class, will get the care they need. The drug companies will not rip us off. Again, a nice thought. It is a nice thought, and he did just make the same point that I made about who's profiting. But I disagree that we know that the healthcare system is fucked, but I disagree that it's coronavirus that is highlighting that. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, to me, what it's highlighting is our mistake in in our military spending. Mm-hmm. And we aren't focusing on our defense budget, on defending this country from biological warfare mm-hmm. and from technological warfare. And best believe... Like Julie said, there is a basement of Asian nerds sitting up in North <laughs> Korea who took down Sony in a fucking uh, heartbeat. And right. they can literally put out the fucking power grid in. They could fucking put a pa- the power grid out in Simi Valley. You know what I mean? The, it, it, in a in a non even important city. And it would fuck. Do you help? fucking much that would fuck just one major city though and it's like they have the capability to do that but no we're we're dumping money into defense and things that are just it's 80s technology i'm sorry we're like fighting dudes in caves that's not the fucking issue here you know it just to me that's what coronavirus is highlighting we're misspending our defense budget i'm not saying we need to to take it away and be like, we need bridges and roads and that's fine. And I get, we need, I want all those things, but I'm not like the biggest fan of free college. I'm like, you, but we don't want to take money away from the military, but I want defense spending to be spent right. And it's being right. misspent. Right. And that is what this highlights. Right. To me. Mm. Agreed. Okay. Well, this next clip actually has Biden agreeing with you. He is basically highlighting that this is not about the healthcare system. That has nothing to do when you're in a national crisis. (laughs) The national crisis says we're responding. It's all free. You don't have to pay for a thing. That has nothing to do with whether or not you have an insurance policy. This is a crisis. We're at war with the virus. We're at war with the virus. It has nothing to do with co-pays or anything. We just passed a law saying that you do not have to pay for any of this, period. I like when he gets firm. I do have to be honest with there. Yeah. This is not about any. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he gets like, you know, yeah. I like it. Anyway. Yeah. He's saying this is not about healthcare, Bernie. This is about something completely different. And also it's like a crisis and we're responding and blah, blah, blah. This is defense. And it's not to say that like, yeah, that the healthcare system isn't broken. And we've we've we understand and we know. But it's it's not necessarily like having anything to do with this particular People um, not having enough um, tests and beds and ventilators isn't about a broken healthcare system. Right. It's about a broken response to a biological warfare right. system. Oh, so now they kind of they get into a little bit of like a little tiff. Yeah, a little tiff, a little debate, if you will. Yeah. When when they debate, it's finally it's like, good God, finally some debating. Yeah. We cut out like a ton of the debating because it really just got to the point where it yes. was. Well, there's a point where it's just sort of like, well, you did this in the past. Right. I mean, ultimately, a lot of it is about the past. And I'm just for me personally, I'm like, that's why Israel and Palestine is where they are. And I'm not about to live that life anymore. So so they asked Bernie a question about he voted against bailing out the banks in 2008. There was that whole financial crisis. 
which at first was what this was being compared to with the coronavirus, which now it's like, um, this is like basically the Great Depression and people are going to be jumping off buildings. But whenever they gave Goldman Sachs and all those fucking people the bailouts, Bernie voted no. And a lot of these industries are going to need bailouts now, not even like we're like we said, the travel industry and it's going to be, you know, next level. So uh, they want to know, was he going to be willing to bail out some of these industries? I did. You're quite right. I voted against the bailout because I believe that the illegal behavior being done by the people on Wall Street should not be rewarded by a bailout. And today, by the way, those banks are more prosperous and own more assets by and large than they did back then. They're bigger now than they were then. I thought at the time that in the midst of massive income and wealth inequality, the people on top who were surtaxed on the very wealthy should bail out. And it's not just the top bailout. We gave trillions of dollars in zero interest loans to large banks. But to answer your question where we are right now, we need to stabilize the economy. But we can't repeat what we did in 2008. Joe voted for that. I voted against it. Because we have got to do more than save the banks or the oil companies. Our job right now is to tell every working person in this country, no matter what your income is, you are not going to suffer as a result of this crisis of which you had no control. Vice President Biden. Those banks all gone under, all those people Bernie says he cares about would be in deep trouble. Deep, deep trouble. All those little folks, we'd have gone out of business. They'd find themselves in a position where they would lose everything that they had in that bank, whether it was $10 or $300 or a savings account. This was about I like that he said economy. that amount of money, too. Yeah, it did yeah. save the economy. We've and all had that money yeah, in there. And they paid back with interest. I agree with Bernie. Some of them should have gone to jail. That was the big disagreement I had in terms of bailing out. But the question was, they paid back. In addition to that, it also, part of that was bailing out the automobile industry, saving thousands of jobs, tens of thousands of jobs over time. He voted against that as well. No, I did not vote against that. That bailout money was used later on by Bush to, uh, to protect the automobile industry. But here's right. the point. Right. One minute, one minute. Here's the point here. Oh. Is that in terms of that bailout, <laughs> uh, there are ways that you can bail out when you have a handful of people who have incredible wealth, who have prospered off of the illegal behavior of individuals, in this case on Wall Street. You know what you say to them? You want to, and I did. I said this to the Secretary of Treasury. You want to bail out? That's fine. You have your friends pay for it, not working people. The other point is, as Joe should know, it wasn't just the 700 billion top program. The Fed gave trillions and trillions of dollars in zero interest loans to every financial institution in this country and central banks all over the world. That was essentially a grant because they then could sell that. They can then bring in interest rates much greater than the zero interest loans that they got. Yeah, that's not fucking cool. Right, which is the point you made earlier. Yeah, and that's not cool. And Bernie's a thousand percent right. Now, it's not Biden's fucking fault, right. but we all knew in Goldman Sachs. I mean, I never it's like not even just that your last name's Goldman, but it's just like, oh, I never just got that taste out of my mouth about Goldman Sachs and their fucking bullshit. And then I hated how Steve Mnuchin dad like st was the main guy at Goldman Sachs. And I was just like, fuck you getting that bailout money. Yeah. And he's right. Yeah, go have the fucking go have Bloomberg bail them out then. Mm. Bloomberg who made all that fucking money off them or any people with billions and billions, a hundred billion dollars, go have them bail them out. 
I wonder what Tom Steyer and Mike Bloomberg are doing during this crisis. If they're going to help people with their money, or are they going to just keep buying ads on TV? It's sickening. It's sickening. It and that's sickening. why Elizabeth Warren. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> then basically it was all fighting, 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 voting record, voting record, voting record. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I didn't like it, but that's because Elizabeth Warren wasn't there and, and I like them both. And so I'm just like, at this point, I'm like, I feel like we win either way. I really do. So I'm just like, whatever. But if you like fighting and like seeing debates, then you should go Google it and you should go watch it. Mamma likes a good oh, raucous it. debate. I so I like a debate and I particularly want a debate on the thing. I don't you know what I want like a I like a. Yeah, like it. You like deb- that's why I enjoy people who fight about pro-life, pro-choice, because now you're getting into like such shit you can't even we can get into a fight yeah. about fucking magic because at that point, right. You can't have a conversation yeah. about it. So let's just fucking blow, blow air out of our mouths. Right. Exactly. And it's enjoyable to me at this point in the debate. They fake Skyped in questions from voters. Ugh. And this one asshole dumb fuck came on asking about what they would do um, if they were president to highlight women's issues. Hi. Um, <laughs> My name is Kim Cattrall Myers um, Weinberg. I'm a law professor, uh, jaundiced uh, Maria Copa, and at Fordham Phi Scene University, um, tenured 14 years. I have three kids, um, a husband named Rick, and um, his friends, both Steve and Barry, are good friends of ours. Well, I'd like to know. Women are the canaries inside of the inside of the coal mining system. <laughs> they chirp and, and sing and, and twirl um, po- uh, many times f- um, covered in soot, <laughs> raped and then forced to have um, children <laughs> that they never wanted to. Anyway, I have five fucking Rick. I thought you had three, three. I mean, <laughs> yeah, two were, you know, boarded. <laughs> And no. you know what I God. mean? Yeah. And that's horrible. Um, anyway, so as an educated, very educated uh, woman as myself, <laughs> uh-huh. um, who used to be probably more attractive at some no, times I than others I don't know in my life. That. Well, I'm just saying <laughs> I'm for my own self. I, oh, I like for to your express peak. to me. Yeah. You know, I, I felt better at some times than I have other times. Um, <laughs> right now, I, you know, I'm going through something. I'm not sure what exactly, as most women do in their lives. American women. American women go through and are the backbone of, of backs. And we are tired of having our rights diluted and dominionated and <laughs> and overdrawn and underwhelmed. And we would like to know. What is it now that everyone is just trying to get to us and fight us and take everything away, even everything we've worked so hard for? What will your administration do to fight for the rights of women? Okay, so at this point, Biden (laughs) shut the game down and dropped the mic on the debate. Yeah. So listen closely, uh, because though what he says is exciting, the delivery is a tad sleepy, okay? <laughs> At this point, he's tired. He's tie tie. President Biden. I will respond to that? Please. Yes, thank you. Number one, uh, I agree with, uh, with the, uh, the question, uh, the, the, the underlying <clears throat> premise of Amy's uh, question. Oh, Amy. Number one, I committed that if I'm elected president, have an opportunity to appoint someone to the courts, will be a, I'll appoint the first black woman to the courts. Mic drop one. required that they have representation now. It's long overdue. Secondly, if I'm elected president, my, 
my cabinet, my administration will look like the country. And I commit that I will, in fact, appoint a, I'll pick a woman to be vice president. Yeah. There are a number of women who are qualified to be president tomorrow. I would pick a woman to be my vice president. Mike dropped in. Number three. I'm the guy that wrote the domestic violence At law, this point, we're like, domestic violence, domestic violence. No Tell us who your vice president is now. You're late, bitch. <laughs> they should not be able to own a gun. I would get the boyfriend exception uh, 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 amended. Now I've like, got yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking abuse and getting abused. Who? Is it Kamala? Is it Kiki? It's Elizabeth Warren. Who is it? No one should be able to own a gun who has abused a woman, period. Nice. Mr. Vice President, if I could just follow up. Just to be clear, you just committed here tonight that your running mate, if you get the nomination, will be a woman? Yes. Uh, fucking Dan Abash is like, I'm gonna Jake Tapper's like, no, because I'm falling asleep too. And every woman's like, I heard I'm used to listening to a tired man who mumbles and doesn't care. Like, how how's that how did you not lead off with that, bruh? Even even He's like, fuck coronavirus. I'm appointing a black woman to this fucking Supreme Court the minute I fucking get in there. Mm. And mm. the person with me is going to be a woman. Mm. And good night. Good luck uh. with the coronavirus. And good luck to you, Bernie. <laughs> so at that point, we didn't give no fucks about. Debate over. Exactly. We De- were like. Debate <laughs> over. Don't care about immigration. Don't care about <laughs> schmigmigration. Don't care about <laughs> dictators, authoritarians. Nope. Done, none no, of it matters. Don't care about democratic socialism. Nope. So at really all we cared about was this. Um, what you going to do, Bernie? <laughs> Senator, just to be clear, the vice president committed to picking a woman as his running mate. If you get the nomination, will you? Uh, in all likelihood, I, I will. Uh, for oh. me, <laughs> it's not just uh, nominating uh, or, uh, a woman. It is making sure that we have a progressive women, and there are progressive women out yeah, there. Yeah, he, so he. My very strong tendency is to move in that direction. Okay. He didn't know really how to get out of that because it's like, okay, well, what he wanted to say, it's not just about nominating a woman, it's about having someone go with me that shares my same views. But it's like, there's women that share your views. Mm-hmm. There was until you fucking got with Joe Rogan and pissed off AOC. But there were not that she couldn't even do it anyway because she's too young. But there are plenty of women that are progressive. But, you know, Mm. I think and I think he, I do. He said in all likelihood and I believe him, Mm. but I think he's going to get fucked again. And and I feel for him and I and I feel for for his his fans and his supporters. And Mm -hmm. I really do, because I know how sucky and depressed life has been for us since Elizabeth Warren. So what I say to his supporters um, who are listening who get mad at everything we say um i say he should announce who his running mate is and that's the only way that he could really just fucking skyrocket ahead yeah he could take all the rest of the states if he you know Mm -hmm. if he moved the needle in that way and did something groundbreaking and he really has nothing to lose until that moment when joe biden said he would take a woman because number one if it's jojo and kiki i made that motherfucking call like i was lit to the first person to ever do it i will fucking have it be my ringtone i will make it the beginning of this podcast there will not be a soul on earth that doesn't know that i was the first one but i really like the the feeling that left my body and my life when elizabeth warren dropped out 
returned when he said that because I was just like what it feels like to be part of a fucking marginalized group that fucking doesn't cared about and I don't like that feeling yeah yeah I'm like ew well if he doesn't choose um <laughs> Lily and he chooses Kiki which I think I think he's gonna choose Kiki I really, uh, I really do want him. I want him to choose Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, I do. Well, that would be amazing because he would go one term and then she'd go one term. She's yeah. certainly young enough. Yeah. Or so. they both go one term and then we get fucking Kiki in there. Imagine if she yeah. goes, he goes one term, she goes one term, and then she takes Kiki as her VP. Oh, God. Amazing. Imagine. <laughs> let your poise enjoy that. Now it's time for So There's That. part of the show where I give Julie the task of finding something going on in the world that doesn't completely fucking suck. Finding a so there's that is never easy for her and she always hates doing it. But this week has got to be off the chain. I mean, what in God's name is there to so there's that about during a global pandemic? Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> Just kidding. Now, I know I say this every week, but wow. <laughs> wow. Could on a bit us. Well, after this wow. week, after all my lecturing and prophetizing, your so there's that is going to be. It brought all of us together. <laughs> it brought all of us together. Right. We were all realized that we're all human beings, and all of us poor people are all all of us broke people, mm-hmm. and poor people are all actually connected. Right. And it's the man that we're mad at, and the government that we're mad at, and rich people that we're mad at. If only the people online at the gun store would have told me that we could have. We could have. Oh, my God. Connected. Oh, well. But we couldn't because all they saw was a dyke against their guns. Well, what the actual fuck? (laughs) From social distancing to distant socialing, from stupid fuckface Mike Pence and Mitch McConnell telling the Senate to go home because we just can't vote on emergency stuff right now. Like, what does Mitch McConnell have to do? He needs to get home and forage through the cocaine that's on his wife's cargo company. I need to do that, too. And also, you're already dying, Mitch McConnell. Time (laughs) is a ticking. Well, I found something I cannot believe. And the shit brought a literal tear to my dry eye. And that instantly wiped away with a baby wipe and put in a plastic bag and burned over a fire of uranium chips so that I wouldn't get coronavirus. Yeah, don't put your corona e tear all over things. <laughs> I won't. Don't worry. <laughs> Here's the headline. NBA players are donating money to cover salaries of hourly workers amid suspended season. What? Oh, my God. Could you just now? I'm not an NBA fan or a watcher of sports, but this is fucking touching as fuck. These are just young, dumb rapists. Just kidding. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Just kidding. I'm sure it's just date rape. Stop it. It is. Come on. It is most likely. It's like Come it on. is just date rape. It's just coercion. <laughs> just the usual. Right, ladies? Come on. You know what I'm talking about. Am I right, Kobe Bryant? <laughs> Come on. Is it too soon? Read up on it. Seriously, though. Okay. Basically, the NBA had to suspend all games in arenas because we can't congregate or be near each other or we will get a really bad cold that will kill our parents. And possibly me due to my past of smoking and excessive drug use. But these guys are young and healthy and have been raised right. Now, 
I was happy to see that in addition to individual young men, there are full leagues donating money, including the Golden State Warriors. Of course. You'll be happy to hear. California, baby. They put out a press release saying they will be donating $1 million to the workers affected by their shutdown. And Mark Cuban, the like 10th richest man on the planet, is who's going to be paying the Maverick workers' salaries. Now, these are huge conglomerates. Mark Cuban put some dye in his hair, got his hairline moved forward, and was like, (laughs) Okay, I'll do it. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling cute. I just invested in some stuff in Shark Tank. Yeah. Ready to rock. It honestly, I don't know if you guys Julie buried the lead, but obviously the NBA shutting down is unprecedented in the history of this country. It is fucking crazy. And tons of people lost money, but particularly and mo- like were the shift workers that work at those games and concession stand people right and that's who i'm talking about when they're talking about the workers so so then everyone who works in the arenas yeah i thought that's really fucking generous now what was really touching above and beyond because these are some like these this is a conglomerate mark cuban is hugely rich there was a new orleans woman who owns half of new orleans who's giving a million dollars like these are absorbently rich 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 people right but the which is very touching and, and everything. But it's the individual players, the young men who pledged and donated their own money. And these I'm talking about young ki- 19, 20, 21 year olds. Well, who, you texted me that the rookie on so, New Orleans, which is Zion, who is was the number one draft pick. So he did get a huge, huge, huge contract. Mm-hmm. But he immediately got injured. But this guy, he's. You and I got to show him to Julie now because I don't think she knows, but he's enormous and he's so young. So he he's almost looks fluffy. He's huge. Like you're like, is he like cute and chubby? I'm not sure. Is he buff? (laughs) And then he goes so high like Mm. Michael Jordan, except it's fluffy flying through the air. It's so (laughs) cute. It's fucking adorable. And the fact that he. I can't believe it. He's in, he's 19 years old. I saw one picture of him, but I didn't realize he was so enormous. Yeah. So there are a few different players, and it was just really nice to see these guys being so generous and, and empathetic. So one of, <clears throat> one of, there were three major ones. The, a Milwaukee buck named Giannis Antetokounmpo. He said, it's bigger than basketball, and during this tough time, I want to help. He's the one that got coronavirus. Oh, he did? Yeah, he got the, he, he's oh, the one okay. in the NBA that got coronavirus. So he goes, it's bigger than basketball. And during this tough time, I want to help the people that make my life, my family's lives, and my teammates' lives easier. Me and my family pledged to donate $100,000 to the Pfizer forum staff. We can get through this together. So it probably Pfizer, feels like it's his fault. Probably. <laughs> so that's in Milwaukee. So then there was also a Detroit Piston named Blake Griffin who pledged to give $100,000. <laughs> Blake Griffin. Um dated Kylie Jenner for a bit. I think it's cute how you don't know any of these people in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then they all tweet each other and like, yo, bro, I'm going to give 102. Yeah, man, that's the right thing to do. 100. It's just like bros broing out and fucking dicks and balls around with their money and but they're trying to be cool you know it's like yeah that's the right thing to do my bro you know yeah. what i mean like that then there's zion so he pledged to pay all of the smoothie king employees at the new orleans area uh, arena salaries for the next month and like you said he's 19 and he was drafted last june and to be so young and empathetic really did bring a tear to my eye and make me feel like 
a total loser, by the way. But his commitment and generosity during this time where people's fears and panic is bringing the worst out in a mob mentality to the point where we're going to have to wipe our assholes, apparently, with the dog. Because Not anymore, because I changed everyone's minds, didn't I? <laughs> yes, you we're did. We're going to start being into it and not looking around like... And don't even assume there's a mob mentality, because you've only seen it on fucking Facebook, you guys. You haven't seen it. And Julie's like, people are fighting in grocery stores. I go, have you seen that? And she's like, only online. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that rather than give rather than fe- have fear and panic and I'm going to hold on to my money or whatever and ho- yeah. right and hoard and go and get all the go bring your assistant to get you all the toilet paper. What you did was give money to these people who, you know, really need it and are suff- probably suffering beyond you could even imagine, you know. So he showed that with some faith and empathy and generosity, we can actually help each other and not force each other to shit on ourselves. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you to the five people who listen all the way to the end of this shit. We want to urge all five of you. (laughs) That's why nobody sticks around to sign up for our Patreon podcast. If you haven't already, it's one dollar for one hour long podcast and two dollars for two hour long long podcast. We do that every week. And this is the perfect time to try it. Every fucking show is affected by the coronavirus except our Patreon. It's the same random bullshit. If you're bored and you want to see what it's like, go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and scroll down to the September 11th episode. <laughs> it's the 9-11 episode, you yeah. guys. It's free and unlocked. All you have to do is press play and listen to our dumb gayness, and we promise you're gonna love it. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And virusy And long. <laughs> My corona. <laughs> How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dine because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man. By the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme, and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty grooving. Want something visual that's not too abysmal? We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, 
It'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan, and he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite. Transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the rain is really to blame So I'll remove the cause <laughs> But not the symptom <laughs> <laughs>